Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 204 of the podcast. It's the 27th of November, 2019, as I record this intro. And this week, Anna Brown joins me to talk about questions I've received from the community. Whether the situation applies to you directly or not, I encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind. And after you listen, let it bubble away for a while. The questions asked, our thoughts that we share, your thoughts that come up, and see what connections might spark for you. Have fun with it. As a personal update, we're back from vacation. It was such a lovely couple of weeks in Florida. And Joseph really enjoyed having the house pretty much to himself and looking after the doggies. He had a great time too. So Lissy flew in to join us for the full two weeks. A friend of hers flew in and joined us for the first few days. And Michael ended up being offered a cool job two days before we left. So he decided to stay for that and flew in a few days later, joining us for the last 10 days. So we totally just went with the flow and it was great. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patrons, Rabux9 and Simone Allers. Hi to you both. And thanks to Daniela for increasing her pledge. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes every week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And in the next few days on Patreon, I'll be sending out my November roundup, including more of my vacation contemplations. And on Saturday, I'm hosting the monthly video chat for patrons at that level. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you guys. And now let's dive in as Anna and I dig into your questions. Welcome, I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca, and this week, Anna Brown joins me to answer more of the unschooling questions that I've received. Hello. Hello. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to remind you guys that our Q&A conversations aren't about giving anyone, you know, a right answer, looking for that right answer, which we talked about on our uh, unschooling in the context of de-schooling um, episode a while ago. Um, but what we're trying to do is contemplate the situation, the questions from the different perspectives of those who are involved. So it's kind of like, I like the image of tilling the soil around the question. So maybe we're picking up a rock or two, maybe we're finding new little insects in there, you know, just different pieces that maybe people haven't considered or haven't noticed. Um, we certainly won't find everything or all the nuances of a situation, but it's really kind of brainstorming around just just to um, bring up things and to help 
people make new connections. So even if the question isn't specifically um, related to somebody's situation, it may even bring up connections to help them better understand unschooling a little bit because they're like, oh, so that's how I might look at it through this lens. So anyway, that's what I love about these episodes. And Anna, do you want to start us off with our first question? Sure. So um, the first question is basically about de-schooling and moving to unschooling. So um, Monique has two boys and they have always homeschooled, um, but she's decided and they've been looking at moving to unschooling and she's been reading and researching and she's feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And so the main focus of her question was around de-schooling. Do they need it? What does it look like? How does unschooling begin? And so it was a long question with a lot of energy in it. And, and I could really just feel her overwhelm and kind of tightness about the whole question. And so I just really wanted to kind of reach out and, and give a hug and let her know that it's it's so much easier than she's making it out to be. <laughs> so, so we're going to get there. Um, we talked a bit about this in the Unschooling Context episode that you just mentioned. And it, it's this idea that there's one right way and that we need to kind of check the boxes to do it the right way. And that is a very helpful concept to let go of. <laughs> and so let's start there, just letting go of that need to do it right. Um, because when we look at do they the question of do they need de-schooling, you know, I think we can probably all agree that yes, you know, so her kids have never been to school, but they haven't really been in an environment where they're facilitated to kind of follow their own interests and their own pursuits. And she mentioned in her um, question that it's a very rigid, that was her word, rigid homeschooling. And so I think it is important to kind of realize that it's going to take some time for them to trust and open up and kind of start to explore how they're feeling about all of that and what they're interested in, because this is a very new thing for them. And when she talks about how do I begin, you know, again, I think we're looking for a checklist, but I think it's really more of think about summer or whatever time off from homeschooling looks like for your family and do that, you know, play, get outside, watch some shows, read some books, you know, each of you, all of you can start thinking about what, hmm, what's sparking my interest? What do I want to do? And I think you'll see it's really so natural. So I guess I just want to say to find the joy in each other and in the day and, and bring your focus there, you know, bring a lightness to the day, learning more about each other. You know, I think it's so fun to be in relationship with our kids and to see the world through their eyes. They help us. They help me find the joy and the lightness, you know, and allowing yourself to go there and let go of that needing to control even this transition to unschooling you know, and just be, be in it with them and laugh and enjoy it. Like, I think you can just hopefully can just take a deep breath and release some of that pressure you're putting on yourself and feel that joy that's, it's there, it's waiting right there. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is a big part of our de-schooling process, right? Is getting to that perspective. And so, you know, some of the ideas that we share around that de-schooling are to try and set up situations um, that will help you get to to that place. And you're continuing to learn about unschooling that, you know, while you're doing this. So that, that's helping you see, learn more about why it's important. But but totally, I love at the beginning, um, just that that mindset shift that, that you talked about summer vacation. I, I've sometimes called it a season of Saturdays. Like mm -hmm. 
wake up each morning and it's Saturday. You know, what can we do? You know, though that's kind of usually like the free day for people to, there's no, you know, Monday to Friday work or school, that kind of stuff. It's like the free day to just do what people want to do. Um, or, or if it helps even think of it like you're on vacation, on vacation at home for the next few months, right? What would you do then? Like little things like, are you going to sleep in? What time do you wake up? Are there places around town or a little bit further afield that you haven't visited? Like I often, I like to think of it as, you know, what have I said in my mind that we'd love to do if we had the time? Right. So when you can answer that question, do those things, because what you're giving yourself now is this time, right? This time to, you know, go, go places or, or to make cozy spots at home. Like you said, watching shows, playing games, building a fort, you know, just all those kinds of things that come up and, and just throw yourself into them and have fun with your kids, hang out with your kids. This is your opportunity to finally get to know them well, to get to know what they like and they don't like and and their personalities more. And, you know, um, like you talked about, just watching them and learning from them. And yes, the aspect of de-schooling for them, because she mentioned the rigidness, like that there's also going to be that piece where they probably relate their learning to schooling and teaching, right. even though it wasn't literally done in a school, right. right? It was school at home. Mom was teaching curriculum, was showing them how to do things. So they're going to be de-schooling in a way that they're, um, and, and you as well, are going to be starting to recognize all the learning that happens outside of that paradigm, right? Um, so I think that's going to be like just, just vacation, just fun, just hanging out. And there was one thing that she mentioned in her question, a phrase like, um, about whether she should be encouraging them to start learning, you know, go do some, do some learning kind of thing. Right. And that piece Mm -hmm. for me stood out as in like, no, you're not going (laughs) to be doing that. Don't be doing that. But what what you're going to be doing in this process, right? Like that's why I talked about continuing to learn about unschooling because you're going to be encouraged that way to look at things differently. What you're going to be seeing soon is the learning that's happening without that kind of direction. You're going to see the learning in all the things that they're doing because you're going to be with them more. You're going to be having conversations. You're going to be hearing them put two and two together from different things, right? You're going to be, you, you're going to be seeing that learning happening without that framework of, I have to learn this in particular, right? So that's going to be a huge piece of your de-schooling. So same thing with, with projects. You don't have to think about things that they're doing as projects. You're just going to be doing what interests them. Um, and you're going to be helping them do that. You're going to be gathering maybe things for them, um, driving them places, you know, whatever it is, you're going to um, just be living that lifestyle, which is really just an engaged life. You know, it's not everybody go off in your rooms. I mean, maybe part of that will be people need some time to their own. They need some of that um, rejuvenating, relaxing time. 
And you'll start to see all the learning that happens in there too, how valuable that time is for them because when they come back, they are refreshed. Maybe they come back full of questions. Maybe they come back with new observations. Like that is the whole joy of engaging with them and just living together, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, did you have anything you wanted to add there? No, no. I think yeah, that's I think it. you covered that one. Yeah. That's – and – have so much fun with it. Like that's, that's the piece, right? Embrace the fun. Like it's say, okay, we're just going to have fun now. Cause maybe yeah. that can help you get past the, I gotta, I gotta see learning. They're not learning. Just right. focus on the fun and you will start to see the learning that's happening. Right. And I, I think bringing that energy to it, then they'll be free to have that energy of fun and, and then they'll be sharing and she'll just see this swirl of conversation and fun. And again, there may be some separate time. We may have some introverts there that need to regroup, but like you said, they're going to come back together and they're going to, I think she'll just see it so much easier than she's thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the piece too, right? Needing, needing the checklist, wanting the checklist. Cause that's what we're, what we're used to. We want to do things well we want to do things sure. right somebody tell me how to do this this well but anyway yeah this is gonna be so much fun okay our second question is about parents intuition and uh, I really love this question thanks Ashley um, she's listened to most of the podcast episodes and a number of Q&A's and understands the perspective that most of the guests come from but has left some of those talks feeling uncomfortable she says that so many times she's heard mom speak on the podcast that it was their intuition that guided them to attachment parenting or a different way of living with their children and how their intuition led them to unschooling. Yet when they speak of their concerns around things like technology use or food choices, it feels in the podcast that their intuitions are now being dismissed. Um, she feels that there seems to be little respect for moms having a gut instinct about how their particular child is responding to video games, etc. And there seems to be a dismissal of the parent's intuition, but it was praised when the parent trusted it way back when. Now, I really love this, and it was a lot of fun to think about because I really had to think about how I see intuition. What does intuition feel like to me? Um, thinking about times when I've, you know, following it, what's it telling me? And for me, intuition really is the start of a journey, not the end. It's not the answer. That was a really big piece for me. So when we follow our intuition, what we're really doing is trying to learn more to see if it makes sense for us, right? Um, it's that curiosity and openness that we talk about so often, the willingness to question our assumptions, to learn, to be open to learning, to be open to seeing different perspectives. Um, you know, so if unschooling didn't continue to make more and more sense to us, you know, if our instinct or our intuition was guiding us to unschooling, if we took a few more steps on the journey and it just did not make sense to us and our family and the particular children that we have in our family, the particular adults, we would stop and we would move on to other choices, right? Um, so for me, intuition is more is almost like a hypothesis, right? It helps us explore, but then we play with it and see how it really works in our lives. Um, I've talked about on the podcast uh, when I first 
read some things about um, unschooling and the things that unschooling parents were doing, my gut instinct was, well, we won't be doing that. <laughs> and and I kept reading, right? You know, well, yeah, that's that's totally out there. We won't be doing that. But that's the whole point. You know what I was talking about in our last question? Keep learning about unschooling, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to explore. Um, and as I learned more about unschooling, as I spent more time with my kids, as I watched them in action, as I saw learning happen, I began to understand better how unschooling works. And a few months later, I was literally doing those things by choice because they made sense to me. Um, I've written an article, I'll share it in the show notes, about how um, my son's uh, video games, he was very interested in video games, and I was uncomfortable with how much time he was spending on when we began. And... Um, that article is all about my exploration and what I learned. So that was my gut instinct was saying, this is making me uncomfortable, but um, I was wanting to explore unschooling and I was reading about others saying different things. So this is me seeing how it's really going to work for my kids, for me. It's not taking somebody else's, well, you should let them do whatever, whatever, right? It's, you know, people are sharing their experiences, certainly on the podcast, when we're talking to people, everybody's sharing their experiences. And they've done this work to work through this process to see what makes sense to them. Um, so I wouldn't feel bad if our instincts are telling us things about these different kinds of choices. Um, but for me, that feeds into our exploration, right? Those are our hypotheses that we're going in with. It's not about releasing the reins and having a free-for-all in all these things, right? Because that's chaos. So often that just leads to chaos because nobody knows why. Like I said, I was making these choices a few months later, but it was because now I understood why. They made sense to me. I knew what they were going to get out of this. And, and it was like, a step-by-step -step kind of thing, you know, as it made more and more sense, more and more sense and more and more things were released. And I could say yes more often because I really wanted to say yes, right? Not because I should say yes, you know, that for me is part of the journey. And then part of that as well is having those conversations with our kids. So, you know, maybe we think that, you know, her example of uh, a child being negatively um, affected by the time that they're spending with screen. Those are conversations mm -hmm. that you're having with them. Maybe not in the moment when they're frustrated or whatever, but, you know, conversations later, well, I could tell you were really frustrated or you seem to be getting really upset, you know. Uh, let's, let's play with that. Let's talk about that. Do you know, what are the sources of that, do we think? You know, and, and then you get their perspective and you understand what they were going through in that moment. Because, you know, it's, it's also not our job to make things all pleasant and perfect. You know what I mean? Um, um, we may be uh, feeling bad and frustrated because they're getting upset and frustrated. I mean, I remember those times, too, that things were really hard for them, but they wanted to do it. So in our conversation, I could see how just so determined they were. And, and I could say, how can I help? How can I help? You know, but for me, that's, that's the, the piece. Like the intuition is the start of the journey. So it's not 
for me, I feel it's not about dismissing a lot of the people that we talked to on the podcast have been unschooling for, you know, um, years. Yeah, probably mostly years, certainly many months. Um, and when they talk about this, it's because not because they have um, just done it because they're supposed to do it. It's because they've taken the journey. And for them, it makes sense. Like those open food choices are making sense to them. That's what they're doing. The technology use is making sense to them. But it's it's not a yes, no thing, right? It's not a, okay, have it all you want. You know what I mean? We're talking about how our body feels. We're talking about, you know, before we make choices, taking that moment to say, mm, what do I feel would feel good to eat or to drink? Um, same with screens. How does that feel? Uh, you know, it, it's so much. This is how we're helping them develop that self-awareness about themselves and their body. And um, if, for me, the, it's not about discounting the intuition. What we're saying is that explore it more and see what you see. See what you truly see when you don't bring that bias in, right? And say, okay, I'm. this is my hypothesis about what the challenge is for my child or that I think my child will encounter. And now is the time to take that next step and actually see if it's true. Is that really what's happening? I hope that made sense. <laughs> what do you think? Oh my gosh, I really love, like, I can't wait to think back on this, like, you know, the intuition being the start of the journey, because I think you're right. Like, and, and intuition can have a lot of things impacting it, you know, that get us there. So it's not, mm. you know, learning to listen to truly inside ourselves as a process. But so for me, um, also loved this question. Thank you. I think it was great. And I, I think it will help us bring out some nuances that'll be important. But I do want to say that I certainly am sorry if anyone has felt dismissed, because that's never our intention. We are always talking about our experiences and how you know, we've moved through these same processes. Um, what I always, always, always go back to is to connect with my child, to connect with the child in front of you, to see the world with them through their eyes and to peel back the layers to see where those messages are coming from. And I would say that to anyone considering unschooling, anyone to considering anything else, you know, where are these messages coming that are, you know, starting that journey, that intuition journey so that you can, is it coming from me? Is it suiting our family? Is it connecting with our child? You know, all of those questions are so, so important, you know, because for me, it's just all about the connections so that any conversation that happens is coming from that place of being connected. And, you know, what we found is when we've kept that connection, that actually these kind of big ticket topics, you know, that people bring up, um, they, they're kept in check. You know, they don't have this big life that they seem to take on in other places because, again, we're talking and having conversations. And, you know, so in my family, for example, we talk about food a lot. And this has come up over the years in the podcast. But, um, you know, I'm just really big into understanding how my body feels related to food and movement and all of those pieces. And it's something that I talk about openly with my children since they were toddlers. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about how we feel after we stay up late reading all night and how we feel the next morning and what, you know, how we felt about those decisions. And, you know, this is kind of an aside, but it's, it's part of it. So I actually stopped reading 
fiction books um, when my kids were younger, because I have this thing, some people have it, I think, where I deep dive <laughs> into fiction books. And yeah. I mean, whoo, absorbed in the world. And when they're over, I actually feel physical loss. Like I have lost these friends. I have lost this world. And what I realized was that was taking me out of the moment. Like it was taking me out of the moment with my kids and with my husband and my family. And I knew that that's not what I wanted right then, that that was not helpful for me. You know, at time at the time, I think, oh, it's kind of an escape and it's, you know, doing whatever because maybe we're having a period of being in the house. But what I found is it wasn't good. But those are the conversations we can have. So it's not that books are bad. Books were bad for me right then, you know, but, but, but <laughs> we each have to find what works for ourselves. And I think that may be the piece that's confusing to the person asking the question because, you know, she's seen it kind of this mom down. So mom made the decision to unschool. Mom makes the decision for X, Y, or Z. But gosh, that's just not how I look at it at all. You know, I feel it's about supporting my child, my spouse, my friend, whoever to find their own intuition and to follow that. Like that's how I see my role, not as my intuition guiding all of us, you know, <laughs> it, it's that my intuition, I, yeah. I, I can't know for someone else. And that's the real rub. Like I can only know for me. And so when I have decisions that, you know, are impacting my kids, my husband, you know, or friends, you know, I take the time to really look carefully to that other person. You know, how are they feeling? Are they feeling heard? How is this affecting them? Because I really don't believe that I know best for another. And so, you know, I don't know if that's not coming across in what we're saying, or maybe I'm wondering if it's part of kind of where the listener is in their own journey, mm -hmm. because this is a real different paradigm, you know, because we really do have this belief that parents know best and that, and I think it's a burden to some extent for the parents that they take on, like, I'm supposed to know what's best for these mm -hmm. other human beings. And we really can't, but what we can do is have that connection. We can be engaged, we can be connected, and we can help facilitate. So I'm all for intuition with the understanding that my intuition guides me and that I want to support others in letting their intuition guide them. Oh. And, and so... Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to just talk, well, I feel like we've talked about the specifics of this particular topic so often, you know, starting with how disconnecting it is to even call it, you know, screen time, yeah. because it's not just a screen and the screen isn't the need. They're using the screen to follow an interest, be it something on YouTube or a video game. And it's not even just YouTube or a video game, you know, it's whatever that topic is. And the video game is a particular game with story and art and music and strategy to be understood. And I think this is something you touched on when we have an uncomfortable feeling about something that our loved one is doing, that's the time to connect more, more. to dig deeper, to go in, not to pull back and feel scared or worried or, Oh my gosh, what's happening. It's to go in, 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 ask the questions, learn about what they love, share what you see. But I would say only after you really understand what they're doing and what they love about it, because then I feel like they can hear you because they know that you're truly hearing them and that you're trying to understand their interests. 
And for me, I just kind of turn it back to myself. Like if I'm, I tend to dive deep into things, as I said, not just books, I do it with lots of things. And if someone from the outside, be it my husband or my kids are kind of criticizing me about that, or like, gosh, you're really spending a lot of time or whatever, I can feel defensive. So I'm, you know, putting myself, so put yourself in your kids' shoes. But, but when they see what I love about it, when they take the time to learn, like, what is it that you're so passionate about this chickens or this whatever it is of the day? you know, then I'm like, okay, they get it. They're hearing me. And then I can hear them that maybe they're needing more time with me or they're, you know, they feel like I dove too deep or whatever, you know, then we can have a conversation. But that only comes after that kind of validation and connection and just really being heard and understood. And so I guess I want to say this is not to dismiss the concern of the person that's writing, but hopefully it can give a path to kind of uncover more about it where it's coming from inside of you and to learn more about your kids in the process and to kind of deepen those connections, which I think you'll see make navigating any of these challenges so much easier, especially these hot topics of food and sleep and, you know, games. Yeah, no, I love that. Like when we're talking about that's a, that's a really cool little rock to have pulled up the rock of the difference between um, intuition that's guiding our actions and what we're feeling drawn to. And yes, with unschooling, that that is a parent's, um, you know, the kind of parent they want to be, um, and the kind of family that they want to to have. But when our our intuition is about other people's actions that's that's a great clue to dive in a bit more and and then you use that that all the the words around you know um exploring it with them and that's the time to connect more that's exactly what i was talking about when i say okay our intuition's that first step now we explore that's you know it's exploring together it's having those conversations it's diving deeper because then then you learn so much more about what they're trying to do, right? And because that takes that, that's back to whose who's is this, right? It's their actions and their choices. My intuition or my gut feeling about how this may be affecting them or how they may feel about it, I need to find out if that's true, right? And that's what you learn by connecting, conversing, seeing what's going on, that, that whole aspect. So yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. And something you've said before, and I think it's in either a podcast that just came out or about to come up is that, um, sometimes when we have this message of concern, this intuition, you know, to use her language of like concern or uncomfortable, I, I really feel it more as like this uncomfortable feeling of something that's going on. If we all think about that, like, I think this would be a really good kind of exercise for everybody, what it tends to do is have us pull back yeah. because we're fearful or we're not understanding. And so you can kind of feel yourself draw back. Oh my gosh, look at what they're doing. This is not working. Oh, you know, this is happening. This is happening. You get really inside your head and you start spinning and you know, all of that pulls you back, pulls you back, pulls you back. And so what we're saying is feel that, like recognize that and then go, you know what? I'm going straight back into the relationship. I'm going to dive back in because 
I know that when I connect with my child, that that's where the answers are going to be. That's where I'm going to feel more comfortable. Then I'm going to see something that made no sense to me before as I see it through their eyes, as they explain it to me, as I leave myself open for that then I get it. It's still, it may not be a choice that I would make. You know, I may still have to say, you know what, I'm not ready for fiction yet, <laughs> but I love that you are and that that diving in is working deep, you know, deep is working for you. So again, like just feel yourself doing that and go, you know what? Nope. I'm going to dive right back into that relationship because that's where I want to be. You know, I love that. Okay. All right. Let me Okay, next question. So um, this question was sent in by someone with a four-year-old who's currently in a Waldorf preschool, and she wants to know if it's possible to unschool when both parents are working outside of the home. So I know that it can and that it has been done. You know, I've met people, we've talked to people before. I think there may even be some people on the podcast, but I guess I, I do want to say that I think it would make it more difficult for sure. And I feel like for me, I would want to make sure that my priority was having an engaged um, adult there to facilitate. I feel like that's the environment that unschooling thrives is just what we were just talking about. This ability to see and dive in and have the conversations and those conversations aren't really scheduled. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. you can't really, okay, at four o'clock, we're going to have the deep dive conversation about <laughs> you know, video games. No, it's that side by side. It's that we're driving in the car. It's that, you know, when things can come up and you can be open to that. So there is a time aspect that I think makes unschooling work in this kind of way that we're talking about. Um, uh, in a personal standpoint, my husband and I both worked um, full-time corporate America stuff when um, my daughter, my oldest daughter was born. And at the time, he and I were making about the same amount of money. And we, um, I've told this story before, but we almost lost her after birth and, you know, she may not survive, blah, blah, blah. And so at that time, he and I had deep conversations, you know, um, and we made the choice for me to stay at home with her. And it was just a trust fall kind of like, okay, we're going to make this work and we want whatever time we have with her for somebody that loves her as deeply as we do to be with her. And um, I will say it was scary, you know, to lose half our income at the time. And, but we basically just had to decide what that priority was and it worked out for us. And ultimately my husband was even years down the road able to make changes so that he could be home with us more. And, so I think there is an aspect of figuring out what you want, because I think sometimes we, we get along a path and we don't necessarily check in with, how do I feel about this path? Is this path working for me and for my family? So I think that checking in and kind of figuring things out, because one of the things I love is all the amazing lives that unschoolers have carved out. (laughs) And I know you've seen this too, Pam. My gosh, you've talked to 200 of them. But, you know, it's this, I'm amazed at the things that you'll see. Um, I mean, even just follow unschoolers on Instagram. You know, so many of these people are traveling the world and they've sold their house and they've done these things. And I was just talking to a friend that I know who actually they RV'd for a period of time around the country to find where they wanted to be. And it's a very rural area where they stayed. The cost of living is very low and they were able to carve out this life where they could do it, you know, and these are big 
paradigm shifts to us, you know, where we think we live in this place and we do the job and we do the thing. And so I think, um, there's an opening, you know, an opening to like, again, open and curious how, let me think about my priorities. Let me be clear about that. And then let me see what opens up and how that is. And and I think something else we also talk about a lot is it can change. And so don't feel that whatever's happening right now is the only way. So right now, it may be that you can't find a creative way at this exact moment to one of you or both of you be at home. Um, so maybe you do look for the Waldorf school or a democratic school or something that, that suits right now. And, and the three of you are talking and figuring out what works, but know that that can change. And that as you walk towards those priorities, new opportunities can open up that, that we can't even see right now. And, and I know that can feel hard when you're in the moment, but I've just seen it happen so many times in places where I thought, I don't know how this is going to work. This was not what I had planned. But when I keep that open, curious mind, suddenly it's like, ah, I see it. There's that next door. There's that next step to move towards this thing. If I'm keeping myself aligned with whatever my priorities are, you know, and, and so anyway, that was what I had to say about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I love that. And you talked about priorities. You, I, I have made a note of getting clear on what's important to you and the creative ways to make it happen. Like I remember, um, I, I actually didn't even know about homeschooling and unschooling as, as a thing um, when my husband and I had that work conversation, but things were enough in our, you know, coming up in our lives that we thought, you know, we needed those two incomes because we were, you know, living on them, both of them. But when you start to dig into, like, I just love to keep asking myself why. Why? Why? Especially if I say, well, I have to this, I have to this, I need this, I need this. And it's just diving into that. Well, why? You know, um, what are other possibilities? It's, it's, it's not, you don't even realize you're in a box until, you know, you take, make that conscious effort to think, well, you know, what if I blew that up? You know, what, what do I see now? So, yeah, I mean, and, and it wasn't easy. As you said, you know, my husband and I, we had lots of conversations. We looked at, we actually, you know, looked at what are our expenses? You know, um, we came to realize that a lot of my salary, and it was a good salary, was being used for things like childcare, you know, and clothes that were needed for work and all the gas that was needed yeah. to get to and from work. And it's like, wow, when you take that work out of the picture, it really changes the picture, you know, and then where can you cut some expenses, you know, but that's, that's the creativity piece. Um, you know, so it, it can, it can be really interesting. And I love that you made the point about, um, about, about time, you know, that we don't need to make our life's decisions now. And you can, you can love unschooling and live through unschooling principles and school can't be part of the picture. So, I mean, I know you're literally not unschooling, but that's not the point, you know, because that's not the goal, you know, 
uns- it's it's how do I want to live as a family? What kind of parent do I want to be? You know, this is a way, this is a lifestyle. But there are so many of the principles around parenting and relationships with your kids that can be your foundation that you can you can come to. There are ways to look at school. Like we have episodes, you know, with some kids who are going to school right now. Um Choosing School with Alex Polkowski. You know, I'll put those in the show notes. And we talked about living unschooling principles while school happens to be in the picture, whether it's through circumstances of the family, whether it's through um, a child's choice. You know, there are just so many ways. And, and, and it's not a forever decision, right? So maybe it is part of your lives for a while for whatever, but you can also have wonderful relationships with your child. You don't need to bring all of school's needs into your home. You can find things like democratic schools, you know, all, all that, all that kind of stuff can, once you open it up, instead of feeling stuck, we need, we need two jobs and we want to unschool. You can get deeper than that to what that really can look like for your family. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun. But yeah, not dismissing the fact that it is scary to make big life changes like that at any point, no matter what. Big life decisions are hard. Um, but that's, that's also the, the piece like my husband and I, and I've talked about this before, you know, it's always like one little step. Yeah. yeah you don't have to make, you don't have to jump. Right. Well, let's take one step toward that. You know, let's change how I'm relating to my kid. Let me spend more time focused and and that open space. Let me create that space and that open time for things to come up. Yeah. Right. You're talking about how important change. And you can change your mind. I mean, I think when we were first talking about it, I mean, we didn't know kind of what the timeline would look like. And we were like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just going to try this now. We are going to hope for the best. And it may be that I need to go back to work in six months or that I need to go back to work in a year and, you know, whatever that is. But, and so just, again, every decision is not forever because things change and, and ever all the parties change. And so then it, you know, different things open up. So yeah, I think all of those, just that open curiosity. Yeah. And I think just, I mean, you'll see a lot more opportunities. When, when I left, I took a leave. I didn't yeah. literally quit. I, I found out, I managed to get the option to have a leave for a year so that, you know, to see what happens, Perfect. To see yeah. what happens, right? You know, and as you, I'll, I'll share episodes, um, a couple more links in the show notes. Um, I remember Glenna's episode, her husband works for a while and then, you know, and they build up their savings and then he comes in home for a while, you know, and they live off that. And then he goes, you know, there's just so many possibilities of ways to navigate that. Um, you know, there's single parents who are in schooling. So weaving uh, a way to bring some income in, you know, there's just so many possibilities rather than two full-time jobs. You know, and, and even even people who work shift work, like maybe you just change jobs because then somebody works like evenings, weekends while the other one's home. You know, there's 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 lots of possibilities. Um, OK, let's see our last question here. Another really good one. Um, and it's it's similar in that it's about uh, a career and unschooling. She asks, do I have to choose between my aspirations and the needs of my children? Because I think I will be a better mom and role model if I can still pursue my calling in the arts, at least part time while giving my kids what they need to thrive. 
Um, there was also another aspect about um, anxiety and not knowing whether it was school related. Um, but back to it again, it's this creative thinking. It's this working together. You, you don't need to give up. You know, like it's again, this, this is that black and white yes and no thinking. Like I'm, I'm all in and I have to do this and, and the timing, right? Does it have to be like right. right now, you know, versus the needs? No, it's, it's, it's going to be weaving it all together because these are parts of ourselves um, that are interesting. But the other thing too, that really jumped out at me when talking about aspirations, I think for, for unschooling, when you're choosing unschooling, as a lifestyle, I, I feel that really that that needs to be one of your aspirations. Like that is the kind of parent you want to be. It It is a priority as well for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as you're talking about the needs of my kids, it's because you're aspiring to be the kind of parent who works with your kids and meets their needs, right? So understanding that this is a choice you're making. Right. Because when we when we talk about it as the needs of our kids, it's like something coming from the outside. Right. It, and to me, that just feels when you look at it that way through through that lens, it feels more draining. I need to give my energy to meeting the needs of my kids. Whereas I'm choosing to be the kind of parent, this is who I want to be. I get so energized when I know this is something that I'm choosing to do. I mean, you know. I don't think of it as semantics. I really think it's important that we realize this is all our choice. You know, you don't have to unschool, right? We're choosing this and there's reasons and we want to do this and we want to have this kind of relationship with our children. We want to live a lifestyle where, you know, learning bubbles up and we enjoy it and we enjoy being together. So, you know, when you're coming with that perspective and then part of me also really enjoys um, acting or whatever our, our interests are, right? And they weave in depending on how our family works. You know, maybe there's seasons where a lot of our time and energy is going to helping our kids through certain things. And then in other seasons, we have more free time. It depends on their ages. Like we were talking about in the last question too, things change over time. This isn't a choice you need to make now. I guess, you know, to know enough that you're comfortable stepping down this road that you don't need to give up things because then that, that feels also like, you know, I'm giving this up forever or until they're 18 or, or whatever, you know, no, you can, we think like, I, I know personally know unschooling parents who, you know, are doing local theater at the same time and are figuring out and, and I mean, some who are doing it, have a child doing it with their parent. Right. They're both in shows together because one of the children really enjoys it, too. Yeah. There's just so many possibilities um, when you bring things to the table. But it's it's getting past that either or kind of mindset, you know, or worrying so much that one's going to be at the expense of another. And always, you know what I mean? It's really about getting to that place where you you know these are all choices that you're making and you're weaving it together um, to meet everyone's needs, yours included, right? 
Right. I mean, that's the thing that with what you said just keeps popping out. It's just choice, choice, choice. And I think understanding that we're making choices and with this person, they're choosing to have more children. So it's not, you know, you know, I guess maybe you could say one accidental child happens, you know, every once in a while, but, but we're on child three now, you know, so she, they're, this is something that's important to them. You know, they're choosing to have this family. And I think, again, when you just look at I'm choosing to have this family because they bring me so much joy and I love these children and I love what we're creating. That feels so different than this kind of, I'm giving up this, you know, because it's, again, it's semantics and it's not, it's an energy thing, you know, about the choices that we're making. And when we know everything is a choice, then we can feel more empowered, I think, in our situation when we know that, everything is a choice. You could put your kids to a nanny and go to Hollywood and do whatever. You could certainly do that. But when you think, but wait, no, I want to be with my kids. And it's like, aha, there we go. You want to be with your kids, you know? And so then you can say, yeah, I really do. And I want to be able to do bits of this here or there. And I want to figure out how that works and it will. And what I wanted to say too was, so she has a child in school, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, I just guarantee you that she has already can tell you how much time it takes to have a child in school. You know, that's no easy road. You know, there's homework and, and, and getting them up and getting everything ready and do it, jumping through all the hoops. And not only that, but she has an unhappy child in school. So imagine the difference of a happy child at home pursuing their interests and doing things together. And what a difference, like what a, I believe, more rich environment to be creative Mm -hmm. for writing, acting, whatever it is to have this home environment where everyone's getting their needs met and everyone's pursuing the things that they love and we're doing it together. And, you know, the thing that another thing you spoke to already is the seasons. And so what I wanted to say is that what we found, so there's four of us and in our immediate family, and there's definitely seasons to where somebody's interest is really intense and it's maybe we have to travel for it or we, you know, I had a daughter who was in a play and it was like 45 minutes away. And so we were having to go three times a week. And so there was a season of that being really intense. And then there's a season of it being intense for my husband, you know, pursuing something he's doing. And then it's a time for me and it's a time, you know, and so But again, that's that cool thing about unschooling is we're all working together for that. Like we're all, there's no, we all know we're going to keep working to get our needs met. And we all know that, yeah, so we're on the season of having to drive a lot for this, you know, person of our family, but soon it may be something different. Or even if two things are happening at once, then we figure out how to kind of divide and do that. So I think what she'll see is that, you know, when they're together and when they're all kind of happy and pursuing the things that they want to do, that, that new opportunities will arise, solutions will come and she'll be able to find that creative place. um, I think easier than if you're kind of jumping through hoops and everybody's not happy. Cause I think that would be a hard place to kind of come to that creative aspects, especially. Yeah. Um, I think, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think another thing that, that you'll, when you get more creative about it as well, like, so maybe you're in a season where you don't have a, a lot of free time, right. other time to play with. 
but you know, so maybe acting is if acting is your aspiration, but maybe it, uh, you don't have time to be in the play and going to all the rehearsals, but maybe you're helping with the sets or maybe yeah. you're just helping, um, you know, on nights of the play, handing out programs, you know, helping people get seated, you know, sometimes it's just the energy of the environment can be enough, can give you that taste, like that you're still, you know, in there and engaged in that. And that can, can maybe enough for a while, right? There may be a season where you can have like starring roles and be acting in it, but there are so many ways as well to be involved and, and to be connected to different kinds of communities that, that give us that, yes. that joy and that energy. And, and she mentioned that she was a writer and an actor. And I think yeah, yeah. the writing piece is interesting too, because, um, you know, I'm thinking, so she has an eight week old, so we've all been there and, yeah. you know, that is a really intense yeah. time, <laughs> long stretches of time, but you know, it's maybe keeping an idea book. It's maybe keeping a character book or, you know, whatever type of writing you're interested in so that when you have that time, you've got these fun ideas that have popped up, you know, in the middle of the night because you're nursing and you're thinking about this cool character that might you want to develop. And something, because I enjoy writing as well, you know, as do you, Pam, and, and I think you've found the same thing. But I know for me, what I found is that I had a belief that I needed um, complete silence. <laughs> Like that I needed, you know, the shrine and the bubble, and then I'm going to write. Here I am, I'm writing. <laughs> what I realized was I could still write in little spits and starts and whatever, and it, it was okay. And I still then maybe, you know, so maybe I would only get a longer stretch of time every couple months, but I could put those fits and starts together in a way that was really fun and enjoyable, so I didn't lose that. Um, and so sometimes it's thinking okay, I think it's, it has to be one way, but there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And writing is definitely one of those that we can be rigid about what we think it should look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was a, that was a big piece for me that I felt um, I, I needed not only a chunk of time, but I needed quiet time. Yeah. You know? And people have different people have different processes. This is what you, why you're going to play around with it and figure it out for yourself. But for me, I found I was most comfortable <clears throat> certainly during that season where I was amongst where the yeah. kids were coming and going. And so I was staying connected to them and still being able to write. Yeah. Maybe I would be um, interrupted a bit more often, but I wanted to back to the choices, right? Yeah. I didn't want to be, I didn't want this to be disconnecting, but I was enjoying doing it and they were all busy doing their things. So I had that little yes. bit and <laughs> Yeah. This little bit of time, right, where I could do that and take a break and leave it open to come back. Just just little notes here and there. Yeah, it's about finding ways to weave it into the flow yeah. um, rather than trying to find a chunk. Right. And I think that's valuable for our kids, too, to see that we're, you know, we're all doing that and we're all figuring out ways to make that work because that's just life. You know, really, well, kids are no kids we don't always have the time, you know, in this certain way that we think it's going to look. And so I think those are just really nice lessons. One of the other things she asked about was um, this kind of post-secondary, you know, going oh, to college yeah. kind of pieces. And I mean, all I wanted to say about that is we'll put in the show notes, you know, Blake Bull's book, College Without High School, because I think that's a nice starting point for people to, to look at. We have all the growing up unschooling episodes, you know, of the podcast that, 
many of those have chosen some type of post-secondary schooling um, and to also listen to those because, and to realize there's so many paths that while you, you know, you're sitting back here with these young kids thinking this is the one path because maybe that's the path that you took or that's the path that your parents wanted you to take or want, you know, believe that it is. But what you'll see when you actually dig into the individuals and see is that there's so many different ways to get there. And so that'll come with time. But I think, you know, as a starting point, just looking at how rich this life can be. And I think what's interesting about Blake's book is that it's actually written for teenagers that are in high school and he's telling them why they need to get out because it makes them look more appealing to colleges. So it's kind of a funny angle of it as opposed to, you know, we've been doing it all along. Um, but so, but I think it's a good place to start because it talks about how rich and valuable this life is and how great it looks to colleges because you're doing things on your own and you're a self-starter and you're passionate about things. And this is what colleges are interested in. If that's the choice that your child makes and that's something that appeals to them at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you're first thinking about it, that is one of the concerns. Am I closing this door right. for them, yeah. for them? So, I mean, it's, it's a logical question too. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a great way to, to start seeing the possibilities. There are so many. And, and I mean, then it also reminds you that it's not a door that has to be taken, you know, back to the have to. Um, but definitely the possibilities are there. And just to address that, the she was talking about school and, and anxiety and needing, um, I think it, it was around whether or not, you know, you should be staying there because you should be confronting the things that you're anxious about. Um, but n- no. <laughs> um, I mean, certainly I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't think of it that way. I, I would think about, um, school anxiety may well take time to work through. I guess that that was part of it too, whether or not it is school related is really, you know, really part of the question is this anxiety related to school. You won't know, you know, until, you know, school is, is out of the picture. Um, But that will also take time. It it will take a lot of de-stressing time to kind of move through, especially, you know, if you've been having a hard time in school, when they come home, they will need a lot of time to de-stress and and reorient and just relax and find who they are without that constant stress on their body, on their system, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, I think that that will be lovely and maybe there are other things, but this is the whole point. You're together, you're living together. You're going to be working through it. You're going to be having conversations. You're going to get to know who you guys really are without that external framework on your lives. Right. So I think that will be awesome. And I'm just realizing, cause I kind of missed this before she asked the recharge question, which has Erica's is Erica's this week coming out. Maybe yeah. oh, well, it'll be already. Be, yeah. So. Yeah. It will be up by now. <laughs> so definitely check out, um, that self-care podcast because, um, I think it really gives a lot of great clues about how to recharge, how to take care of yourself in an environment where you're staying very connected with your children because she's talking about wanting to do that, but feeling like she needs this time to recharge. And so that had so many great conversations happened in that episode that hopefully you've already listened to. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have a lot of links in the show notes. It's exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's the whole point of these questions, right? I mean, right back to the beginning that we're, um, you know, digging things up, cultivating that, that our questions are kind of the start of our journey, right? Now we want to explore. We want to gather all sorts of information. So all these other blog posts and other podcast episodes and, and books or, or however it is that you like to bring in information to so you can ponder and get a better feel um, for all the different aspects of these questions. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Anna. It was awesome. I really love getting a chance to dive into this stuff with you. I, I And I yes. love hearing other people's perspectives and where they are on their journeys. It's such great questions. It is. That was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.